0: All right, what's going on, boys and girls? Um, I think I did an, uh, uh, an intro for this before, but I'm just going to do one again. <coughs> so for those of you who've been keeping up with the Indian fitness industry, my first coach ever, my first coach slash mentor slash one of the biggest gurus in the Indian fitness industry actually passed away recently. His name was Kazatka Kapadia. And um, I was just remembering what happens during these times. You remember every single thing that ever went or happened between you and this person or something, right? So I was just going on a trip down memory lane, and I decided why not just share these things because there were so many interesting stories that this man actually told me. There were so many interesting things that he did, so many ridiculously funny things that he did. Um, all of the people that I actually met in the industry because of him, all of the, the way that I think and the the reason why I even studied and how I got into, got into the industry, the, the certifications and the courses that I did, all that kind of stuff all kinds of interesting things all of the good and all of the bad so this is going to be like um not really even like a tribute to uh kesar kapadia but more like a remembering kesar kapadia and really the and really my beginning and my initiations into the indian fitness industry and or into the fitness industry in general it's going to be a good one so stay tuned and have fun all right let's get into it boys and girls. <coughs> this podcast is going to be really interesting. What I'm trying to take you through is basically a trip down memory lane, which is my introduction and my beginning in the fitness, in the fitness industry, which started off in India with my first coach and mentor back there. Um, so this is really more of my story and everything that I know and all of my interactions and such that I've had with Keshav Kapadia and the entire K11 Fitness Academy and every anyone and everyone else that's in the Indian fitness industry. So stay tuned. This is gonna be a really good. One. Okay, so I uh, let me try and figure out where to like kind of even begin, right? Where do I freaking begin? Where do I begin? So I guess let me just introduce who this man is. Uh, he was a an absolute big shot guru back home in India. Um, I think he was probably the first one or one of the first few people that to ever come out in the Indian fitness industry and start. To market and monetize um, actual training and personal training and like fitness education and so on and so forth. So he was one of the first guys that ever came out one of the only people that uh, kind of came out looking educated and such. So he grew like a huge like cult following like a like a proper true cult following. Um, and everybody was like infatuated with his uh, with his teachings and uh, the way that he would one of the best things one of the best things if you ever watch any of his seminars or public speaking or classes or anything of that sort you'll notice you will find out like instantaneously why he he was uh, so light and it wasn't because of like the the education or the things or the points that this man ever brought up Uh, it it was more about the fact that he would speak like he was an amazing public speaker like 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 Hitler was an amazing public speaker that's exactly how this guy was like he had like this authority and like um, like power to the way that he spoke and he had like this unwavering kind of, uh, unfidgeting, unwavering kind of, um, almost like an audacity or some shit. Like, in fact, like you could never question him, but that, will come in. I'm going to mention that a couple, like I'm going to mention so many instances of so many of these things, but, uh, it was almost like if you ever questioned him or something, it was like, how did you have the audacity to question him? Like something else. It, it, it almost looked like that. So it was like, um, he had a proper true guru and cult following, uh, back home. But, uh, one of the things so why I respected the man was the fact that he was one of the first people to ever come out in the Indian fitness industry to create a gym of his own like to create an academy of his own and to end up having multiple different branches of it and to make so just like Arnold and stuff made bodybuilding like a like a home like how do I put it like a like a Like everybody in everywhere at this point kind of knows about bodybuilding and like a lot of people actually do bodybuilding, but that's because Arnold made it popular and brought it into the actual world, like the mainstream, like regular world and such, right? Nobody else before that, before Arnold had his charisma and everything else. Nobody else gave a shit about bodybuilding. Similarly, in India, nobody gave a shit about lifting weights and and health and fitness and bodybuilding and so on and so forth either. It was like it was. uh, it was a very, uh, because you couldn't make any money in it. So it was like a very uh, random hobby or some shit that only like very few people like would ever do and follow. So uh, that was one of the big things, again, the, because he was kind of like an Arnold for India in the sense of bringing bodybuilding and everything and, and basically trying to promote bodybuilding as a method to fitness and health. Um, now, this is kind of ironic too, because uh, so he w- so his academies and his education and all of the personal training and everything that he sells obviously, you sell it to people based off of health and fitness, right? Like, to the people that can buy. Now, kids can generally not buy. Kids don't want health and fitness. Kids don't give a shit about health and fitness, right? That's why kids are hopping on steroids like every, the day they start the gym, before they even start training, they're fucking hopping on steroids, right? And that's because kids don't give a shit about health and fitness because they feel that they're going to live forever, Older people actually give a shit about their health and fitness. I'm going to say like 30, 35 plus, 40, 45 plus, and all that, so on and so forth. Because now they're feeling the aches and pains. Now they feel the lower back pain. Now they feel that they can't move anymore. They want to be able to run around with their kids or maybe their grandkids and so on and so forth. So they actually prefer health and fitness. So this was the guy that basically promoted it in on both ends. Like he did the bodybuilding thing for the kids. And then he promoted the health and fitness thing for the adults. Um, and that's how kind of he got big. At, however like it's always an oxymoron because bodybuilding is never healthy bodybuilding even natural bodybuilding is bodybuilding is not healthy like the act the act or like the act or the concept of bodybuilding is good in the sense like you're trying to increase muscle mass and reduce fat mass but that also only applies until a certain limit, let's say 15% body fat or 12% body fat or something. As soon as you start getting underneath that, and then you actually go into like competition, bodybuilding and so on and so forth, it actually becomes extremely uh, unhealthy. Like you lose your erections, you lose your hormonal system, goes completely offline. Women lose their periods. Uh, you can't function like a normal human being anymore. It takes fucking months to come back, rebound back again. Uh, you can get injured left and right. It, it, there are overuse injuries going on. It's a, uh, eating is like so restricted and it's like, oh, it's almost like an eating disorder pretty much, right? So it's, bodybuilding is never healthy. So it was actually an oxymoron, the fact that he would promote health and fitness, but then he would be a big fan of bodybuilding. And he went, when you would go to actually learn shit, everything he would make you do would actually be bodybuilding and nothing would have to do with health and fitness whatsoever. Like everything would have to do with bodybuilding. So that was like one of the interesting things. Um I didn't even hope or think about making the intro kind of this long but that was just an interesting thing that just came up in my head at this point uh, anyway so yeah so he did that he made a m- bunch of different uh like academies like his academies started off i think in bombay and pune or something and then they end up going to delhi and like all kinds of different cities uh, after that at some point but that was like some really interesting stuff uh and he was always in competition with like a- when we started off, I think he was in competition with like Gold Gym because Gold Gym was like one of the only other gyms that I ever had a training certification program or something. So they were kind of like always head to head, like fighting with each other and so on and so forth. But um, that's kind of like a gist or an idea of who he was and where he came to be from. Um, he was a bodybuilder himself. Uh, he was never a good one. He, he he made a pretty decent like physique. And like I'm not saying like he didn't have like a decent or impressive physique. He definitely did. But it was the same as, like, anyone and everyone else. Like, basically, like, pregnant GH guard, like, massive. Like, it's just a balloon. Like, a, like a human balloon, basically, moving around and everything. Completely and totally dysfunctional and non-functional. Every single po- part of his body broken from top to bottom. Uh, and all of that will come in into based in why all of those things occurred and, and so on and so forth. I'll touch upon his training methodologies and philosophies and so on and so forth. So, he did have significant size and a good physique good physique in the sense like about muscular he had good musculature he didn't have a good physique he had a, he had a great musculature and so on and so forth and for people that don't know like as as a kid when i was a kid all i'm looking at is like insane muscle i'm not saying like i want that insane muscle but i'm looking at it is like oh this guy has insane muscle can i get like 20 percent of what he's what he has what can I do? Can this guy tell me what I can get to like get twenty percent of what he has? So everyone always obviously still looked up looked up to him because you always had more muscle than pretty much anyone and everyone else, right? So you're looking up to people that have more money than you to learn how to make more money, something like that. Um, so that was so th- so those, that's like a like an introduction sort uh, kind of uh, to whom this guy was. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, so one of the first things... So, he, uh, again, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm actually an engineer. Like, <laughs> I've actually finished computer science engineering from MIT Manipal down south. Um, I started off engineering in 2007. I started weightlifting in 2008. Uh, from 2008 to 2011, I did my own weightlifting and, uh, and bodybuilding. Uh, I did powerlifting, strength training. Uh, for the first three years of my life, until again same 2011 when I graduated graduated from engineering, as soon as I graduated, I wanted to finish engineering because I didn't want to waste my parents' money nor my time. I already made I'd already spent like three or four years in it at that point. So I decided that we would. So I decided that I'm going to finish this off and then I'm actually going to pursue uh, weightlifting and bodybuilding and see what this industry has or doesn't have because. The industry never had anyone educated in it. Like, all the way... I, think, I don't know how many people it does now. Hopefully, there are more obviously. But it had nobody that was educated in the industry at that point in time. So, I knew that there was, like, a massive gap. And, like, there was, like, big hole that I could fill out. And I could probably make, like, a bunch of money and so on and so forth. And I enjoyed it. Like, I literally appreciate it. I didn't do it for the money. I actually enjoyed the human body. And I enjoyed training it. And I enjoyed making more muscle. So, I was like... And I know other people. All of the other guys and girls in my own... Uh, University and stuff In my classes and stuff They would always like First they look at you Like a freak Like what what the fuck Is this guy doing Why is he so consistent Why is he eating Like 12 eggs in a day Blah 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 Why is he getting so fat Because bulking <laughs> Why is he getting so fat And then When in, when finally Like after a year Year and a half of bulking And then I finally Decided to cut down uh, Then I look good And I fucking have Like actual abs And shoulders And delts And pecs And so on and so forth And then they're looking At this this fucking skinny twig guy Like a year ago Now looks uh, like a fucking model or some shit what's he doing and then all the girls started coming to me like oh, hey what can you help me lose weight or and the guys are like hey man what what do you do how do you eat how do you train blah, blah 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 so uh i had already been doing it for like three years three and a half years i knew that nobody else was educating anyone on anything so i started going on google and youtube and so on and so forth and trying to find out what are some good um, certifications and such that i can do here in india Now, again, there were only two or three of them. Like I said, there was Gold's Gym, and then I found this one, the K11 Gazal Kapadia Fitness Academy one. Now, the Gold's Gym one, I was never a big fan of Gold's Gym. Uh, Gold's Gym just has this massive hype, and I think that's simply because of Arnold, that's it. Like, nobody knows anything about anything about anything about Gold's Gym. Nobody knows anything. The only thing that people know is that Gold's Gym was in Venice Beach, California, and Arnold used to train there. Therefore, that gym is good, and I'm gonna become Arnold. That's like, that's literally the monkey logic that people use. Anyways, um, so I, I was never a big fan of Gold Gym uh, and I saw this guy and the thing that kind of lured me, like I'm a nerd, like I'm a complete nerd and a geek about anything and everything that I do in life, uh, including the human body and, and bodybuilding and such. So this man was an amazing writer, dude, like so fucking good, so fucking good. And I was also a really good writer. Like if you actually check out my, my blog, I have really well written articles on there and uh, I wrote some really, really good articles in response to some of the questions and such that came onto his page because he would answer like really long form for the questions and such that would come to his like uh, Facebook page and so on and so forth. And his articles were really good because they would actually sound like a human being talking to another human being. Like he would have bore, big bold caps locks and then he would have jokes here and there. And like he would also put in like science in there. And then he would put like some, it, it was like actually entertaining as opposed to like, feeling like you're reading a fucking book that some retard has fucking written down. And it's like, it's like references linked everywhere with like no interest in it whatsoever. Like it, it wasn't boring whatsoever. So that guy was a really good writer though. That was one of the first things that I ever saw about him and found out about him. And I, and I liked about him. There's, there's that there's a guy in India that's actually this educated and that I might be able to go and learn from him if I want to. So that was one of the first things that I found out about him. One of the other things that I found really interesting was uh there was this guy i'm not gonna name his full name uh but there was this guy his name was ativ and um, i remember watching one of his videos and this guy went from deadlifting like something maybe he was deadlifting 315 or something or maybe he was deadlifting 365 or something and he basically jumped up like 100 pounds within that one training session that he was training with So, I've watched that video like fucking 10 times to try and realize what the fuck is going on. Did he teach him something? Like, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And whoever, I think I know who edited the video as well, by the way. Like, that guy's name was, again, I'm not going to give this guy's full name because this guy, because this guy was, this guy had like no self-respect and no dignity whatsoever. And again, some of those, some of that stuff will come up into the stories in the future, but... Um, So this other guy basically just had written, like, insane shit. Like, one training session with Kazathika Party, and your deadlift can go up, like, 100 pounds or 130 pounds or 150 pounds. And I was, like, I was looking and I'm trying to understand. Now, when I was a kid, like, when I was, like, fucking... 21 or some shit and just been training for three years without a coach or anything and i'm already doing so well but now i was already at the peak end of my beginner gains like to beginner intermediate gains and everything and i was like not making results fast enough so at that point i was like thirsting for knowledge and was thirsting for like the secret like secret sauce or some shit not steroids but like what is the secret tip or some shit that someone can give me uh so that i can bump my deadlift up by like another hundred pounds like like that because holy shit like amazing gains right so I really wanted to believe that something that, that like that actually existed. It didn't exist. <laughs> but that was one of the other things that got me into what this guy... Uh, into like curious about this guy and like who he is and so on and so forth. Uh, what I didn't realize at that point was that this uh, Atif guy was fucking 130 kilos, which is like 286 pounds or something. And motherfucker, if you're 286 pounds and you just you're just deadlifting like 450 or some shit that's not impressive bro <laughs> that's like less than two a 2x bodyweight deadlift and i already had like more than 2x bodyweight deadlift at that point so i never like i never glued those things together until like i actually went to that gym e- eventually and i saw this motherfucker and this dude had the fuck oh so he was gifted in the deadlift too by the way his bench his bench wasn't more than like 225 or not even not even 165 185 something like that i know it was fucking hella unimpressive uh, and his squat was also, like, mediocre or something. His deadlift was the only one. And, like, it made sense eventually after why. Because, um, dude, when you saw this guy in real life, he was a 130 kilos or 276 pounds. And I'm going to say, like, 220 pounds were all in his ass. Like, this motherfucker had a fucking booty bigger than fucking Kim Kardashian- All of the Kardashians combined together, plus Nicki Minaj, plus blah, 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 blah. This motherfucker had the hugest ass that anyone has ever seen in their entire goddamn lifetime. Like, no wonder he had fucking such a good deadlift and, like, he had enough power to be able to lift that shit up. Also, the fact that he was a fucking, um, like, a human beach, human human whale, like, beached on shore somehow, like... It was insane. Uh, so, like, yeah, it was really ridiculously unimpressive, but I wanted to believe. It's, like, one of those things, where, like, even with, like, religion or, and or hope or something, it's, like, you want to believe that something exists because I wanted to get my deadlift up to, like, 150 pounds in, like, a like a, like a day or some shit, if it's even possible. But obviously, some shit like that does not exist. Uh, okay, so so that was interesting. So that was one of the first things that ever got me into, uh, got me really interested in being, like, man, this guy might know his shit, bro. I, I really need to go and um, study under this guy. So, uh, da, 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 I was already trained for three years. I, oh yeah. At this point, I'd already read through Martin Birken's website, Martin Berkham or I don't forget, I forget his actual pronunciation, Lean Gains Lifestyle or Lean Body Gains Lifestyle, something like that. And read through his entire website, I'd even done my first diet uh, and shut, shut it down. I love pictures of my first diet too in there. Uh, and you've seen these pictures before, but that, I had done that one, uh, based off of intermittent fasting and such. Um, again, based off of everything that I learned from Martin Burkham's website, Uh, I read a lot about this other guy. I actually forget this guy's name. He's not even in the industry anymore, I don't think, because I haven't heard a single word from him in, like, God knows forever. But um, this guy used to get into a lot of arguments with, like, alan aragon and like uh i don't know i'm fucking i'm trying to remember all the other guys but like he would get into so many arguments with so many other people he was like the skinny frail guy uh with n- uh, nerd glasses and everything and i'm why do i not remember his name like he was like a skinny fucking dude but he knew a lot about nutrition he knew some things about training too like a decent amount but he knew a lot about nutrition so i would read devoured this guy's books and i fucking just don't remember his name I don't know why I'm, like, I'm in my head, I'm thinking Stu Phillips, but he wasn't Stu Phillips. So I'm wondering if his last name was Phillips something, or his first name was Stuart McDonald. Lyle McDonald. Lyle McDonald was this guy's name. Lyle McDonald. I checked out all of his books and everything. Uh, what time is it? I said it's the time. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so Lyle McDonald's book. Um, so I knew a decent fucking amount of nutrition and training and everything else. Uh, even before I went to him and I had good results and I'd gotten other good results too um okay it's so already been there oh yeah so when i went down there me and him like me and Kazad, actually got on like like so quick and so easy um because uh because oh, he had read some of my he actually kind of invited me down there and the way that that happened was because i was on this facebook page on his facebook page like k11 k11 fitness academy um facebook page and uh, some people were asking questions and such. And I basically answered the questions in like really long form. And like, v- because I was super passionate. So I, and uh, fucking jobless at that time. So <laughs> I was like answering like really long questions, and everything. And um, he really liked those answers and such. So, so he started com- communicating with me through Facebook. And then uh, eventually I was like, hey, I'm looking for a certification or something. If I come down here and do your course, like, will I be guaranteed a job or not or something? Because I also didn't want to like just do a course and like not get anything not getting job security or anything out of it so i asked him like hey am i going to get some job security or not uh he was like um you what i forgot what it was like there's no guarantee about job security but i can guarantee you that this is going to be the best certification or something that you can do in india or something like that so i was like you know what i kind of like take his word for it so he invited me down to do his courses and i went down there to meet him and again me and him got on got on on along like this because like i said before there weren't they just weren't that many people in india that were into fitness or bodybuilding or education of it at all there there was nobody that was interested in any of the shit like It was like either you do drugs and just lift some weights and get some iota of muscle. And in India, I've mentioned this before so many times, an iota of muscle more than before is more than uh, impressive enough for anybody to give give you their fucking money because in India, nobody has muscle whatsoever. So you could do nothing. You could understand nothing whatsoever. Take a couple of D-ball tabs, start pumping up your biceps and they'll grow by like one and a half inches and you can start getting clients. Like that was, it was that ridiculously bad and maybe it still is at this point. I don't know, but it was that, simple and lame at that point in time so so he was really uh excited to meet me in fact and i was excited to meet him as well because like he's so well established or something at that point i don't remember how old he was man i think he was 40 or 45 i don't actually remember how old he was at the point and we're talking about like 2012-ish or something that's what i'm thinking um so anyways yeah so we got along really really well okay uh uh, uh <laughs> Yeah, so we 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 would hang out all the fucking time. We would have amazing discussions on many different things. Uh, he told me like very very incredibly interesting stories of uh, the Talwalkars and the Talwalkars gym uh, and the man who opened it. Uh, and then there there was like a really interesting story about some some Indian bodybuilder who uh, who didn't understand. So he this bodybuilder was asked by some news reporter or someone. Uh, hey, how do you lose fat? Or how do you become so lean? Or how do you gain so much more muscle? And like, how do you lose fat? Or something like that. It was something like that. So it's like, do you not eat these many calories? Or how many calories do you eat? Or like, do you not get fat if you eat these many calories? I think that's what he said. And the bodybuilder basically replied back saying, ho calories. <laughs> Which basically translates to, If you're getting fat, eating calories. Don't eat calories, motherfucker. <laughs> that was what his fucking reply was. So there were like such fucking cartoons in the Indian fitness industry so many goddamn cartoons it was fucking hilarious and like this guy obviously knew all of these people so it was like even funnier kind of learning from him um, but yeah that was some fuck. that was some ridiculous shit like that, that so there was that guy Uh, there was this other guy I think maybe he was the same guy maybe not it could be someone else because um, this bullshit is done even by like the Sheru brothers Harry and Sheru Angrish uh, and all of the people that are with them as well where in India there's this big fucking thing about being trying to be like uh, uh, I'm vegan I'm vegetarian I'm vegan Uh, and uh, look at the amount of muscle that I broke which is completely false, because they're not actually vegetarian or vegan, they eat all kinds of shit, I mean not, not all kinds of shit, I mean like they eat everything, they eat every fucking animal as long as it's dead and then and then they fucking claim veganism and all that kind of bullshit i don't know why they do that i don't know if that's in, that's a religious thing or I don't know why they do it because it's not like you cannot eat uh non mitch food i don't know why people do it dude i I, I still don't understand it, but anyway, so there was this guy who would basically claim vegan and then. uh, During lunch Every single day He would order like a whole Full fucking tandoori chicken Like a full tandoori chicken Every single day But he would actually claim vegan So he, uh, he told me about that Interesting story uh, da, 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 da. This is gonna be like a long podcast, man. I did not think about this, but I'm gonna give you so much, so many interesting stories in this. It's gonna be, it's go- it's going to be fun. Like you will understand the way that I think and the way that I, why I read and study so much and why I question so much because of all of these things and because of where I came from. So all of this is gonna start making sense. So yeah, there was that guy. Um, Oh yeah, he was a big fan of cats. He had a cat of his own. I forgot the cat's name. It Was some Persian cat or a Persian name? I don't remember what the name name was. Uh, Yeah, I don't actually remember what the cat's name was. Nala or some shit, I don't know. Uh, And he also was a big fan of bikes. Uh, He has a couple of pictures of his bikes and such. I've never actually seen him riding one though. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if he could actually fit on one uh, by the end of his career and shit. But like, he was so dysfunctional. This man was so dysfunctional. Like you could not, I, I don't know if he could ever ride a bike, to be honest. Anyways, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's actually get into the first time that I got upset with him. This was, like, really early, too. This was, like, a month and a half in or maybe two months in or something. So what had happened was I had given up on my engineering and stuff. I got placed in, like, two different companies or at least one good company. I remember the name of the company. It was called Mphasis, M-P-H-A-S-I-S. And that was, much, that was an engineering company. And that was a much better company than all of the regular bullshit companies that come along. TCS, Infosys, Accenture and blah 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 so they were all the everybody was really happy to get into these ones and I got into even though I had the worst marks ever I got into the emphasis one because my interviews always actually went good like I was always good in like one-on-one speaking and interviews and, and impressing people in that manner I guess so um so I got into the emphasis thing and I dropped that because I wanted to get into weightlifting and coaching and so on and so forth I hope it isn't too dark I mean I can see my face so hopefully you guys can see my face uh but yeah so um can you or can you not should I come closer ah ah Can you see me, bros? I hope so. Uh, Man, I don't want to stop this video here, but... What am I going to do? Because it's getting so dark. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Guys, I'm sorry. But I think I'm going to have to continue this maybe tomorrow or something. Because it's just ridiculously dark. It took me like an hour and a half, maybe, to come up with the script for this video. So... It just took so long, so uh, but it's so dark at this point. So I'll come back and I'll finish this off tomorrow. Trust me, it's an amazing story. But yeah, stay tuned. I, I shall see you guys tomorrow. but clearly i'm not outside yet so enjoy the amazing uh, microphone at least and uh, i'm going to continue from wherever we left off i think the last thing that i mentioned that he was a big fan of cats and a big fan of bikes and that i'd never seen him actually ride one i just knew that he was like a really big fan of them i don't even remember if he like i don't think he likes sports bikes as far as i can remember i think he liked cruiser bikes um and i and i think i mentioned the same thing the last time as well that i'm a big fan of bikes as well i had like a pulsar 220 uh when I was in uh, university back in Manipal, hopefully I should have a couple of pictures of my my amazing, my my princess <laughs> up here in the top corner or something. But yeah, I was a big fan of bikes too, but we never really gelled over that. If that wasn't even a thing. I never actually saw him in and around a bike. I just know that he used to like keep posting pictures of, of bikes and the fact that he used to want to take like these um, bike rides down to Ladakh or something, but that never really happened. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's actually start off with something juicy, I guess. The first time that I ever got upset with him, um, yeah. Okay, so so I think by now I mentioned that me and him would actually get along really well. Um, me and him would we, we were basically spending pretty much every single day together, like every single day we were together, uh, talking about all kinds of different things, like everything from training to stupid things happening in the industry to like people on, uh, abroad to the bigger, stronger, faster documentary. I remember that the man had never seen like um the deleted scenes uh, from the bigger song and faster documentary and i and i showed him the uh, deleted scene <clears throat> from uh, that between Jay Cutler and like Chris Bell uh, in that certain documentary and so many other things and um, I, I, I we, we discussed pretty much anything and everything, like everything. We were together for like two months straight solid since the day that I came from Delhi to Bombay. And, um, and I think maybe that's the reason why, because he was happy that I came from like another city too. So he saw that I was invested and I was obviously invested. So I think that's maybe why we got along really well. And of course, the fact that we were both passionate about the exact same thing. But this was also what caused me to get pissed off and um, make me, was the, was the first time that I really got upset with him. And and maybe I shouldn't have or whatever, but uh, yeah, so we were hanging out literally every day for a week, for a month, a, and then when he was getting, oh yeah, and then he was getting married at this point. He discussed it in front of me, but he didn't invite me. And the, I don't, again, I don't really know why I got that. I took that personally. I mean, generally I actually don't give a shit about marriages and stuff. Um, like there, they've been actually some friends that have recently gotten married and that didn't even tell me about it. And I kind of don't even really care. Like it's like, it's okay. But maybe when I was young and I thought that me and a guy that I really look up to and that's mentoring me and everything, and he's enjoying spending his time with me as well. I was like, dude, we're getting, we're like, we're pretty, we're pretty tight right now. Like it was a weird thing. And in India, like it's, it's it's different. Like you you guys eat off of the same food and the same plates together um it, it's it's like understood that um uh, like you know if something big is happening that the other person's being invited or something so me who got got I mean I don't really know I was like 18 years old at that point so I don't really know why I got pissed off but I was actually upset that I was like bro I thought we we were getting along like really well <laughs> and you aren't fucking inviting me over to your wedding so I think that was one of the things that made me um um it made me look a little bit upset but uh, but but that was the first thing i think maybe where i was like okay there's a distinction or there's like we're not really friends friends we're like uh, not even like business partners but like um we seemed we, we share the same passions and the hobbies but we're not really like friends together or something and that, that that's what made me kind of like distance myself from him a little bit but that was the first thing <coughs> okay now there is the iconic bench press story So for, uh, I've mentioned this story in the, in the, uh, podcast on the Indian fitness industry with Yash Thakur, but this man, so this guy used to hold his classes called as the master trainer class. Now the master, I I still till this day don't actually, I've been in the industry for 12 years now. I still do not know what the master trainer class actually means (laughs) because it means, it actually means nothing. I I don't really know what it means. You either, you are a trainer or you're not a trainer. Like there's no such thing as a master trainer and you cannot study books to become a master trainer. Like you have to really work for years and years and years and gain gain infinite experience in order to become a master trainer. So you can't really study to become a master trainer. That said though, uh, I think he was one of the first people to come out with a master trainer class. And with the master trainer class, I don't know if I should tell you right now or maybe I'll tell you afterwards. But basically, it was like the tightest knit uh, group of people that he had, um, and he had a lot of fans and a lot of students and such. But all the the best students that he had and the tightest knit students that he had, he would take them in batches like four or five or six, and he would individually be t- taking them like on a five on one, six on one class or something, and teach them all the moves and pretty much everything that he knew. Now, in this master trainer class, <laughs> what ended up happening? was that um we were doing the bench press Uh, okay so in this master trainer class um yeah so now obviously all of us have been benching for a while like nobody's a beginner at this point right and he himself is like 40 45 i don't even know how old he was but he's a a pretty old guy comparatively and he has been training and benching for the past 20-25 years as well now all of a sudden out of the blue i don't really understand why uh, I'll explain to you what his understanding and why he was doing it, but it didn't make any sense to me. But all of a sudden, out of the blue, his bench press has gone from, like, a regular-looking bench press, which is this. Like, it's gone from, like, a regular-looking bench press, which is this, into this thing. Like, a reverse face pull, pretty much. That's that's what this is, right? So this is a reverse face pull. But he wanted us to bench like this. Just basically like a tricep extension.
1: On the seat now perpendicular to the floor is cutting Kamlesh at the clavicle Mm. breathing pattern also remains the same Mm. the moment you are loaded, the moment you are under load, your breathing is going to be the same punctuation at the top, enough time to exhale, inhale back in your lungs Mm. start the rep, finish the rep, breathe out, breathe in the dumbbell comes right on the shoulder that's right, that's what I want you to do. Now notice that Kamlish is actually tearing the dumbbells away as he comes down. It's it's like an A-line pathway, okay this is how the dumbbell press is taught for most people. Now this is wrong. Now watch what's right, now it's a very subtle difference, I hope you'll notice it. Now the full body is activated, free weights when they're pulled with gravity always move in straight lines this is a compound movement this movement at the shoulder movement at the elbow the dumbbells will go down and up you don't need to create an a-line pathway
0: now why this happened i i'll tell you exactly why he said that this was the way to go about it But in the master trainer class, I had the audacity to basically ask him, why, why did we suddenly change the bench press? And why is this a bench press? Why does nobody else in the world do a bench press like this? And why is this like a much more superior form of a bench press than anything else? (laughs) <laughs> and we were having a back and forth discussion, back and forth discussion. And I think I told him that hey, there's I'm not f- feeling anything in my in my pec when I'm doing this. In fact, all I can feel really is just in my triceps. And this man actually got pissed off, and uh, <clears throat> and he basically started pushing me in the middle of the class. And when he was pushing me, he was he tried to make it look like a pseudo like educational slash teaching moment or something but it wasn't it was very clearly obvious that the man wasn't trained and he could not handle anything (laughs) of what was happening he lost his patience he lost his cool. he lost his calm and he started like pushing me in the middle of the class like from here so what he was trying to like he pushed me like this like this like he was you know hitting hitting the shoulders and then pushing someone back And, uh, what he was trying to say was like, when you punch someone, this is how you punch someone. This is how you gain power. Like, have you ever seen a boxer or blah, 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 blah. And... Even, even that example didn't, no, I didn't like rebuttal or anything because I understood that this man's not actually trying to argue. He's not, trying, he's not trying to like explain something or, or, uh, understand something. He's not trying to debate me. He's just mad at this point. <laughs> he's just trying to get like cheap shots. So I didn't really say anything because even then it didn't make any sense. Like I actually do kickboxing. When you do kickboxing, you go like this and then you change your entire body and you go like this, like you don't go like, like this. And like this, it's not a tricep extension. Like nobody, nobody punches like this at this point. Never, if you do, you shouldn't. So um, even that was not right. <clears throat> and everybody in the class, and I remember I had like other professors like Latha I and mean, and like there were a bunch of other professors and such in the same class. The the ones that had taught me in the other um, basic personal training classes, they were they were in this class and they were like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh my God, there's a fight going to break out. <laughs> so it's actually pretty funny. But um, yeah, so I remember that he got pissed off at that point And I was like, all right, so I understand this man, you know, is, is, so, th- so this actually kind of brings me to a teaching moment, which is amazing, which is why I'm making this video. But there's this book and I only read this book like a long time after, of course, <clears throat> but there's this book, uh, the, the, for- the, for- the 48 lo- laws of power, and maybe that it became like 49 laws of power afterward afterwards at some point, But there's a book, the 48 laws of power. I think it's by Sun Tzu, I think. Uh, and the, literally, literally, the first law is that the student should never surpass the master or the guru. Like the student should always behave as if he doesn't know or if he's always asking for permission or if he, of the guru or the master always knows. The student should never let the guru or the master or ever know that they've actually learned or found out more than him. Um, now, this may or may not be true here. I, now, this, this is just a general law of power thing. And you will actually notice this in your life. Uh, you know, like people actually get pissed when they when you get to know more than them or something and they find out that you know more than them um so this may be a thing everywhere but i haven't really noticed that as much or here in the west But then I also never like flex more in the West on people anyways, like I just I just do my own thing. But uh, this is 100% a case in the East, like this is 100% a thing in the East, because there's so much of um, ego attached with not only one's age, but also like with one's education, because these are the two things that in India and in in Eastern cultures in general that are like kind of like looked up upon revered upon, without really any backing for anything. Like If you're older, you should deserve more respect. If you're more educated, you should should deserve more respect. If your education is wrong, nobody's questioning you. It's just, do you have more education and um do, just are you just ordered like have you done anything with your life or not nobody knows but are you older yeah so give more respect it, it's some really dumb shit that used to occur and maybe still does occur but that was the thing so i remember reading that book at a much later on point in time in my life and i was like oh my god that's exactly what was happening right there <laughs> so that was a really interesting story i remember that one <laughs> so I asked him yeah basically why is he changing the mechanics of the bench and he got uh, upset and he started punching me in the midst of the class right um that was pretty much the last straw at that point and there's going to be a bunch of different things so the last straw there's like a bunch of them and I think maybe this was one of the last stories that happened at that point but that was the last straw and I lost respect for him after that <clears throat> and then and then after that if you know who I am and or the way that I think I really 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 like to poke the bear like if you if you watch my Instagram stories I, I, I post like things that uh, uh that I know are going to trigger people Because I enjoy that aspect of it. Because nobody... I hate the fact that people cannot fucking take a joke. Like, they cannot take a joke at themselves, on themselves, at their own people, at their community, blah, blah, blah. Like, people take themselves so fucking seriously at this point. It, like it boggles my mind and which is exactly why i like to poke the bear <laughs> and i and i do it by example too like i make fun of engineers guess who's an engineer i make fun of doctors guess who whose parents are both doctors i make fun of indians guess who's an indian i make fun of strength and conditioning i tell you i fucking hate strength and conditioning coaches guess who's the youngest strength and conditioning coach from my country i find bodybuilding to be like a fucking really weird fucking sport it's just so stupid it's so unhealthy guess who really loves bodybuilding like anything and every like i i make fun of video game nerds guess who has like multiple world records in different video games anything and everything that that I have done in fact I, I'll be honest man all of life is a fucking parody all of life is a goddamn parody you have to learn to laugh at yourself otherwise life is going to be so fucking painful so painful <laughs> it's not going to be a fun journey but uh, yeah so I like to poke the bear and then once that started happening I was like this man is so easy he's, he's so easy to get it's so easy to get under his skin that I'm going to start doing it at this point <laughs> Um, okay, so then I started to poke the bear. Uh, oh, yeah, from there on out, I basically started coming in late to his classes and lectures and shit. Uh, but because he wasn't paying me my salary, he couldn't really like actually do anything to me. It was just the fact that um <clears throat> I'll tell you exactly how it basically worked. But I, I was still uh, like, uh, like my parents actually were kind of paying for me and supporting me at that point. I was like 18 years old. So I had no money whatsoever at that point. And I was chasing my dream and chasing my passion. So so he was not really paying me my salary. So he couldn't be like, oh, I'm going to fire you. I'm not going to do this or that or something. But there was something similar. Actually, when I left, uh, and I'll give you an example and the idea of why I left. So that was that. That was that. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> now I'm actually going to go back to the bench press story because this is... Kazad Kapadia's and K11 Fitness Academies—the downfall of the entire fitness academy, the entire fitness academy and K11 because K11, uh, sorry, K11 is Kazad Kapadia and K-11 is K11—and you cannot have your own thoughts and feelings and blah blah blah. It's whatever he tells you is is what goes into the books and then people learn from there, right? <clears throat> so the downfall of this academy and K- K11 Fitness Academy. is the fact that he can only understand the basics of everything he wants to break everything down and bring it down into the basics and then he will apply the basics principles and rules and stuff on on things and based off of that he will try and he's going to be like this works this doesn't work this makes sense this doesn't make sense and so on and so forth and the unfortunate truth is that's not how um life works that's not how bodybuilding works that's not how life works (laughs) So, for example, if, if, to him in his understanding, everything he would break down the move. So, if it was, if this is the move that his shitty version of the bench press that's happening, in this shitty version of the bench press, what's happening is your humerus, which is this bone, your humerus is is uh, like in line with the rest of your body, and then it uh, adducts in, like it adducts and it comes in. If the humerus actually adducts and comes in, if it's happening under control, then it should ideally be a work of the peck. Right, because the peck's function is humor seduction. Now, so, so which is why he would say that if you're doing this and this thing is coming through and it's coming up here, then your peck is actually working uh, and it's it's an effective move. Whereas when you do this, when you do an actual bench press, that's also what's happening. Your humor is still adapting, and it's happening as well. However, when you do this, what he's never understood because this man never took physics and never took kinematics, which by the way, I did. I took engineering and I took physics and kinematics and it's actually clicking to me right now that this is what I actually bought up there. I actually remember that this is clicking in my head right now that I bought up kinematics to him and oh my God, it's actually clicking even better now because there's another guy in the story. And I forget his name, but this guy was like an engineer and a poker player, but who was also an engineer, right? So engineers have done uh, physics and they've actually learned kinematics. It was the most basic first thing that we studied in eleventh grade, not even in engineering, but we studied in eleventh grade. So um, uh, I remember that I asked him this thing. This this guy will be here in the story at some point. <laughs> Coming back to the story, if the dumbbell is in your hand like this, you're lying on the bench. So I'm on I'm lying on the floor on the bench, right? If the dumbbell is in your hand here you're still getting it straight through your every single joint every single bone everything so everything is supported so you can hold this whether it's 50 pounds 100 pounds 200 pounds you can, you'll still be able to hold it because there's a structure underneath it all the way through straight back that's being supported right now when you bring this dumbbell here if i have 10 pounds i can hold it because look at the structure there's nothing here there's nothing in between the, the weight's going from here out there and then going back in again <laughs> and, uh, and if it's 10 pounds I might have the strength to hold it if I have 100 pounds you really think do you really think you can 100 a bench press 100 pounds like this nobody can like not, even Ronnie Coleman can probably not bench press like this because this is this is against kinematics and the rules of uh, physics and, and the laws of physics and, and kinematics. So I try to explain to him that, hey, when you're here, it makes sense when you're here. What you're doing is if I'm doing this and if I'm trying to hold this position, then the muscle that's taking all of my tension is actually the tricep. My tricep is in the extended position trying to hold this here in like an isometric flex. And I tried to explain this to him so many different times. And that's when he didn't understand. That's when he started to like punch me (laughs) in the middle of the class trying to make his point. (laughs) So I remember this really clearly, actually, it just, it just clicked right now why we had that thing. And I, and I, and when he wasn't listening to me, there was this other guy, the engineer guy that was in the same fucking class. And I was like, bro, Based off of the law of kinematics, does it make sense that if something is not in a straight line, that it's not going to be in, uh, you know, that you're not going to be feeling the stuff on your shoulders and your pecs and blah, blah, blah. And he's like completely lost because this guy was a fucking idiot. Like he, he had no clue. We mass produce engineers and doctors and lawyers and chartered accountants and blah, 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 blah. Most of them don't want to do what they're doing. So they don't fucking understand jack shit. They all they're doing, including myself was like, learn how to crack this fucking code in this exam how to crack that code on that exam and so on and so forth. Now, if it, science in engineering in itself, like the, the aspect of science and engineering, the aspect of questioning everything always made me interested. Engineering sciences did not make me interested in like the stuff that I learned in actual engineering didn't actually make me interested. But the basics and the concepts of everything about science itself actually made me really interested. So I remember learning all of these things. Um, and I've actually made a video on this too, how I how I created my own method of study Uh, Call this the vomit method, in order to crack engineering exams and actually become an engineer. Even though I knew nothing about engineering, even if you ask me anything at this point, I know fuck all nothing about engineering. I have all the concepts in my head. If you ask me to engineer something, which I do all the time in weightlifting, I can do that. I can apply the concepts because I understand the concepts really well. But I don't know anything about computer science engineering per se, the way that they taught me in class. And then the the way that they gave me their degree. I know how to code and I know how to program. But I know how to code and program in the things that I give a shit about. I give a fuck about. I do not know how to code and program in the things that they tried to teach us about. So that's the difference between theory and concept and so on and so forth. And that's just the way that education and stuff works. So even though I asked this guy, he had no idea how it worked. And he could not support me at that point. But it didn't even matter because I <clears throat> got really pissed and he wanted to get into a fight at that point. So... It wouldn't have mattered even if this guy had, um, what is it, like, agreed with me or something. All right, so that was a really interesting story. I love that story. <clears throat> and the other one. All right, so this guy had an insane ego of himself. Kazad Kapadia had the craziest, most ungodly, insane uh, ego, right? Uh, but at the same end, he would not, like... It questioned or himself to be questioned or like made a fool off or anything really for that matter. Like, he wanted to be like, I am the authority, like, listen to me, I am the fucking authority. He was always like that, but he would emasculate other people though, which was so ironic to me. And it was like, bro, why are you doing that? So, there was this guy, in fact, it was the same class that I kind of went late to. But he was having, like, another kind of, like, a demo for trainers or something. So, all the trainers are there. And he was making them do... Oh, my God. This goes into another tangent, which is already here. He really... Kajat Kapadia really, really liked um, Olympic weightlifting. Like, this man had a fetish. He would get a fucking hard-on for anything to do with Olympic weightlifting. Which never made any sense to me. Olympic weightlifting has nothing to do with bodybuilding. Olympic weightlifting has... <clears throat> this much to do with powerlifting but even then nothing to do with powerlifting either like the only common thing that you have between weightlifting and bodybuilding is the fact that it's an iron sport and that's it and for the most part even there with uh, with uh, with powerlifting too the only difference is that olympic weightlifting uses the mechanics of the powerlifting moves the compound moves but then it always moves into like explosive action and momentum and so on and so forth and bodybuilding, you're not supposed to use momentum at all. You're supposed to have, like, complete control over everything. And you can get away from the six compounds if you really... I mean, you, I mean, you won't have, like, the best results. But you don't need to be doing the main major six compounds if you want to do bodybuilding. You can still, still do bodybuilding without them. But anyways, this man had a massive fucking hard-on for Olympic weightlifting. <clears throat> and he wanted everyone in the world to be doing the overhead overhead squats. I can still, till this date, not do overhead squats. If I try and go down, like, my arms are going to come in front of my... Yeah, so I can still not do it because my shoulder mobility is shit. It's never been good. And I've also never really cared, to be extremely honest. I could do overhead pressing and that's all I cared about. So, <laughs> And he wanted everyone to do this shit, right? And um, there was this girl that was probably training with him, under him, for like a long enough time. And she was pretty jacked too. Like for an Indian girl, she was pretty jacked. I assume she was training for at least four years, if not six or eight years. And there was a new trainer that just came in, like a complete novice newbie trainer who didn't even look like he actually studied that much. He probably just got into the industry. He probably just got into, he had the interest of getting into this industry and this interest, right? And um, this girl basically did like an overhead squat or something. It was probably like 25, 25 or 10, 10 or something like that, right? 45 plus 25, 25 or something like that. And she could do it because she's been doing it for so long not only is she strong women have more flexibility in general she's also experienced more so she's gonna have more flexibility anyways because she's been training her flexibility and, and stuff anyways and this guy's completely new he's never done this move before he's not even that strong in general he doesn't even have enough uh, experience and years in the in the gym and uh, i think when he moved up he was like hey can i have just 10 10 put or can i just have like an empty barbell put? because you don't want the goddamn fucking barbell to drop on your fucking head knock you out and then you can't do anything for like a month and a half or two months so when he said that hey can i have like um Ten, ten pounds put on the barbell or something. He, Kesar Kapari actually emasculated this guy in the in the middle of the gym in front of everyone, saying, "Look at that girl. If that girl's lifting like ninety-five pounds, then why can you not lift this? You have you you should have that thing inside you as a man. That I am going to do this, and I will not allow anybody else to blah 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 blah, blah. <clears throat> which." This was so ironic, and this was so hypocritical. So, first of all, right off the bat, I already gave all the reasons why she was better than him at this specific skill, anyways. Secondly, if you're trying to compare men versus women, which is like a really dumb comparison anyways none of us no human beings on the planet <clears throat> besides their own people actually can ever compare with East uh, East European women the like East Germans uh, uh, Russian women like these chicks are fucking unguardly powerful unguardly explosive unguardly strong no man on in the world can actually compare with them except for their own uh, counterparts right? So there's no man-woman thing. It's just who's going to be better at something versus not. That's number one. Number two was this guy, He, by his own admission, he has admitted this many, many times in the gym, that if he's not the heaviest lifter, if he's not the heaviest guy or something in the gym, he would pack up his shit and go home. He actually told us this thing that, hey, if somebody comes into the gym and squats more than I can, and I can't squat, I will pack up my shit and go home, which if, at that point in time, when he told that to us in class, we we, we thought like, oh, ha ha, ha okay, that's cute, and we're laughing, but I didn't understand that as a young kid, that that's a really, really stupid method of thinking in life, because no matter what you do in life, everyone's going to be better than you, <laughs> everyone's going to be better than you when you start off, that doesn't mean that you can't fucking do it, and even if you put 10 years into something, sure, you'll be better than 99% of the rest of the population, but there's there's a guy that put in 12 years, there's some guy that put in 25 years, like, what are you going to do, just go home, because you don't have the same experience as the, 25, uh, as the guy that did it for 25 years? that was really immature and that never made any sense to me and in this context it made even less sense like why are you picking on that guy when you fucking yourself can't handle it (laughs) even with other guys you can't handle it so that was something really funny slash interesting that happened when i was when i was there as well okay Who? oh i haven't mentioned this one eh my master trainer class assessment my master trainer class assessment was one and a half hours long. Now, I mentioned this before. He picked up the top four or five whatever kids, students, etc., whatever, the ones that he liked, and all the guys that were, like, topping all of his classes and everything. Of course, I was one of them, and I was in the master training class with the rest of them, and uh, my class, uh, my assessment class was for 1.5 hours. And he would question everything. And like, I know everything about weightlifting and training. And this guy was questioning literally everything, right? Like I mentioned this before, I was already studying for like three plus years. And I had been with him for so long. I knew exactly, we discussed everything. And I knew that he knew that I knew everything. So it was really weird for me that this guy was questioning everything. So, and I was flunking or it seemed like I was flunking major hard. Like I was, I could not do a single thing, right? Like no matter what I'm doing, he does not like the answer for everything. And and he's like, he's, he's failing me in pretty much everything. And it doesn't make any sense to me. No, I knew that he didn't like me. I understood that, but I was like, liking or not liking doesn't make a difference between whether someone's right or wrong. If I don't like you, but you say one plus one is two, one plus one is still two motherfucker. It's not going to become three just because I don't like you. Right. So it didn't, that part didn't make any sense to me. But this is what I realized. Maybe like half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half into the class, right? <clears throat> so we were doing the dumbbell row. Now, when I did the dumbbell row, uh, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking remember this so well right now. <coughs> so when I did the dumbbell row, I realized that this motherfucker does not want you don't want to know whether you know how the dumbbell row is executed or you know how to teach someone the dumbbell row in a good form or fashion or something. This fucking imbecile wants you to fucking parrot every single thing, copy-paste every single thing that ever came out of his fucking mouth. That's what I realized what the fucking master trainer class was. The master trainer class was not that, oh my God, I'm the best trainer in the world. The master trainer class was that you are six people and I want a carbon copy of Khazal Kapari and every single one of you. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you sound like. I don't care what your experiences are. I don't care what your educational history is. If it's completely different, if it's less than mine, if it's more than mine, I don't care about anything. I want you guys to be a carbon copy of me that's what i realized in this class and the way that i realized that is i was doing the dumbbell presses or some uh, dumbbell rows <coughs> and um da, 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 okay yeah oh yeah so uh, i was doing the dumbbell rows and i think um i still teach the dumbbell rows in the way that he taught me how to teach them in the sense like in how to get into the position everything else is my own so i'm actually going to show you guys so when i teach anybody how to do a deadlift, uh, dumbbell row i first teach them how to deadlift so the deadlift is basically this move, it's a hip hinge move, I've made multiple different oh <coughs> i made multiple different videos on how to do a deadlift, right? So this is a deadlift, it's a hip hinge move When I ask somebody to do a, to do a dumbbell row, it's the same thing, you just have dumbbells in your hands and you start off in the negative of a deadlift <coughs> So you're going to start off from here, push your hip uh, back, 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 back Get into the flattest, most, most fragile position that you possibly can And when you start off from here, then you go back Right now, his method. Now, when I said, now you just pull back, pull straight back. I think I said, like, pull straight back or pull into your belly button. I think that's what I said because that's what I say right now. Even I say, pull into your belly button because if you don't pull into your belly button and if you tell someone to pull straight back, they can pull here, which is like a, a rare delt row or a face row. So, I'm trying to make them do a dumbbell, a dumbbell row. So, when like they pull into your belly button, like here. <coughs> so, he wanted us to say his coaching cue basically was elbows back try and think that you're elbowing someone in the back try and think you're elbowing someone in the back if there's someone behind you you're elbowing someone in the back i'm like you could do that but i can elbow someone in the back up here too <laughs> so it doesn't really help me man so i'm like okay i'm, I'm trying to teach someone the way that i best understand it because i want them to pull into the in the line of the belly button <coughs> and he did not like that so but here's what happened though this is when i realized that he was not looking for the right answer he was looking for his answer So, in the midst of that, it took me an hour and a half and I did not realize it. I was like, why am I flunking? So, then I said, oh, uh, elbow somebody in the back. I I used his cue of elbow somebody in the back. And he was like, yeah, that's what I wanted you to say. I was like, this motherfucker, dude. (laughs) is fucking imbecile. He's the worst teacher ever, dude. (laughs) He does not give a shit about the actual concepts. He does not give a shit about whether you know how to coach someone, how to do something or not. All he cares about is did you learn every single thing that ever came out of my mouth everything that I spit out of my mouth did you fucking write it down and did you like heart and wrote memorize it or not I was like bruh this guy is insane So I remember that, but he tried to make, so that one and a half hour, um, assessment thing, basically, I also realized that the whole point of that was because I would question him and he was trying to like crush me in front of all the other uh, master trainer uh, kids that were trying to like learn and shit, because he was trying to make an example out of me. And this is really interesting. I'm going to tell you something else about it in a little bit. Oh, it's right here. Actually. Okay. (coughs) So. After that, basically, after that class is when I left. Um, now, why I left, I will probably mention again because I think it comes up at some point. But after that class is when I left. Um, now, we met once again at the Sheru Classic in 2013. I'm going to have pictures of the Sheru Classic. I took a bunch of different pictures. I actually met Kai Green, but Jay Cutler... <laughs> met Bob Ciccarello, met Bob Ciccarello's girlfriend at that point, whoever she was, so on and so forth. I met, like, a bunch of different people, right? <clears throat> and uh, this guy was also, of course, here because he's, like I said, he was, like, one of the top dogs in the fitness industry. And when he came, uh, he came here, uh, me and him didn't speak, but uh, me, but his, but same, the Lata Rajan Ma'am and, like, the other teachers and everyone, like it's kind of ironic that I made a recent video about game and like being like my my fear of women and like my experiences with women or something or maybe I didn't even go into it but I've always had felt like I've had negative experiences <clears throat> and a fear of women and something ironically the women have actually always loved me so even these <laughs> even these ladies fucking loved me so uh, they, act, they basically told me what happened afterwards and uh, I met them at the Sheru Classic <clears throat> and they said that tere bura hua, yaar tere mein galat hua, yaar. Uh, hum master trainer manla, makhan ki and what that basically means was, uh he did you really wrong. <clears throat> the Kazad basically did you really wrong. He passed everybody else in like 15 minutes, including the fucking moron of a, of a guy, the engineer that I just mentioned. And they said the moron of a guy. I didn't say it. Including the moron of a guy, the other engineer <clears throat> that, uh, you know, the one that, that I mentioned, I was asking about kinematics and so on and so forth. Even that guy passed a master training class in like fifteen minutes, and she was like, uh, "They were like, uh, he 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 basically took your class for like an hour and a half and didn't give you any points or grades or anything, and he cleared everybody else in like fifteen minutes." So I was like, "It's okay, that's fine. it's fine," <laughs> but but that I found that I found that out basically afterwards at that point in time, and this was his own people telling me about what, what actually happened um so that was that Uh, okay okay all right now there was this other guy okay now i think okay so this is basically when i decided to leave um both himself and and also Kalem fitness academy so this other guy in his classes uh, and he was a friend of mine too and his name was like aditya something he was the only other guy that actually got exceptionally good marks. Um, I think, like, basically me and him both got distinction or something. And he got, like, maybe two more marks out of something, out of 100 or something than I did. Um, and at this point in time, I'd finished with distinction. Oh, I already get that. At this point, I'd finished with distinction, mind you, in <clears throat> the personal training, the nutrition, uh, sports nutrition certification, the home training certification, and, like, so many other classes. Again, I will try and have the resumes and everything posted on the right side of something. Um, and he just and uh, oh, yeah, and me and him, I think had just started off the master trainer class or something. And, uh, okay, and I also mentioned this already, his master trainer classes are basically methods of him getting carbon copies of himself. And I didn't realize at that point, but I already gave you the um, explanation of when I realized that. so now this is basically when me and him when i basically decided to call it quits and leave uh it wasn't even the master trainer class i think because the master trainer class and this thing kind of coincided with each other um i was there in so i did all of his courses because he said hey do this course and then do this course and then do this course and then do this course and 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 you will be set up for like clients and you will be set up with respect to education and blah, blah 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 and you will have everyone and i will i will feed you clients i will give you clients and I didn't realize at that point that he knew that I had some I had passion and and he knew that I had some money at that point so what he was trying to do was like he was trying to make a sale on his personal training course he was trying to make a sale on his fucking nutrition course and he was trying to make a sale on his master training course and so on and so forth and he had no interest in actually giving me clients or anything because I was there um, doing all these courses for three months to four months and he could never give me he basically always kind of kept me like going on and on and on like leading me on with a string or something that hey I'm going to give you clients or we have clients and I will set you up with this person that person and i thought okay maybe he just doesn't or something and uh and i was waiting on him waiting on him waiting on him and then this guy this aditya guy came up and uh because he would never question him so obviously he like this guy was a literal happy carbon copy a uh, good dog <laughs> of kaisat kapadia so he basically instantly started giving him clients and this is after three months of me being there and acing every single one of his other uh certifications and so on and so forth when and then he did that like right in front of me like i'm standing right here and like right in front of me he was like i got a new client for you he should be joining you blah 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 something 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 like that and this was pretty much instantaneously like maybe uh, the day after the day before an hour after before like this is almost instantly after hey i'm still trying to find clients for you and he told this guy oh i actually found a new client for you it's going to be this this, this i was like okay this this motherfucker does not want to help all he really wanted was all the money <laughs> basically now that he's had it he doesn't have any interest he does not give a like we saw the master trainer class and the way that he actually um, uh, tested everything and whether he gave a shit about whether you knew what you were talking about or whether you whether you knew what he was actually saying so it was it made complete sense to me and that was basically the the thing after which I left but that was the interesting point of this guy I don't even remember what this guy actually did he actually went into like pharmacy or something and I don't mean like pharmacy as like actually becoming a doctor he actually started selling medicines and stuff I don't know what the heck happened to him after that. Um, Yeah, da, 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 da. oh yeah. So he fed this guy clients right in front of my face, and I didn't get any. <clears throat> That's when I knew it was over and time to cut ties and to move on. Not only is this man not helping me, uh, he also doesn't have the fucking balls to just let me know that he won't help me. He's just trying to like keep me stringing along. So, oh yeah. Oh, this is really interesting, and this is another story for I think Indian guys or like not Indian, like Indians uh, and or just 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 even about like. uh what is it like preconceived notions and thoughts that you have so my mom is from india and she loves uh, my my mom's from india and she's from bombay and she loves bombay people right and even in general bombay people are way better than delhi people or 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 actually delhi people are like the scum of the earth (laughs) and bombay people are just better because delhi people are the scum of the earth anyways uh, when I first went down to uh, Caleb and and Kazal and something and I was spending time with him I told my mom hey ma I I really like what I'm doing I've been training weightlifting for the past three years I really like this I want to try and pursue this and this is the only industry that I know and this is the only guy that I know so I want to spend like the next three months or six months with this guy and learn from him and see what I can do from here so she asked me his name and I told his name was Ghazal Kapadia. And she was like, Oh, it's a Parsi Baba. Oh, that's awesome. He's going to be so cool. He's uh, Parsi people are really nice. Which basically is like a preconceived notion that these people are really nice and these people are really bad. Like, all black people are ghetto gangbangers and fucking all Indian people like smell or some shit. And all Chinese people are fucking scummy businessmen, some shit. Or like anything like that. Like, it's a preconceived notion, right? and uh and obviously when nothing turned out i actually did not feel that bad. i felt disappointed i felt like i felt i felt let down and disappointed but i didn't feel like um uh, i didn't feel like bad bad about it i was like okay man this guy literally just wanted like money and so on and so forth and he he wanted to take advantage of me and and everything and and that's it but i'm glad that he actually he showed me his true colors and like within a year and a half or two years but my mom got really pissed and she really hated him <laughs> the only reason why she really hated him was because she had preconceived notions that this guy was going to be like this and he turned out like this so this is like another learning thing in life is like you really don't want to have preconceived notions in life because you really don't know who's going to be like what um this actually comes into a part of game too which is like having preconceived notions when you're making approaches and you're picking up and you're going to different girls and so on and so forth you might think like a fucking uh 50 year old woman is going to be like hey kid fuck off from here why, do, why are you disturbing me or something and you might think like a 25 year old girl <clears throat> might be like uh amazingly interested or something in you and the reactions will be exactly opposite like this one will be extremely happy and will actually love to have a conversation with you or something and this chick is going to act like a complete bitch <laughs> and be like oh you fuck off ew. <laughs> tell you let's not that So you have no idea what's going to happen. And this is one of the things that I teach, which is like, don't self-reject. Actually, just go out and fucking do it. So don't self-reject even with a preconceived notion like this person should be like this or that person should be like that and so on and so forth, right? So that was something really interesting. Uh, (coughs) Okay now oh my god this is an, this is an amazing story and again i'm going to have pictures and everything because this is exactly what happened so there was another girl who was um who was his client for about 2 to 3 years <clears throat> and every goddamn couple of months he would give her a new variation of the ketogenic diet now i mentioned Kazad's infatuation with the ketogenic diet before already i might again mention it again but like tldr there's another video about it and i'll have the thumbnail somewhere but this man honestly thought keto- the ketogenic diet I don't know when he discovered it, how he discovered it. I know he discovered it through Dave Palumbo, but no idea when he discovered it in his life or something, but... The second that this man discovered the ketogenic diet, he lost his fucking mind. He forgot everything about everything about everything about uh, thermogenics and thermodynamics and the law of thermodynamics and every fucking thing. And he just thought keto keto was like the magical answer to literally anything and everything else in life. And there's a big goddamn conspiracy going on in the world where everybody wants everyone to eat carbs. And like, it was insane. (coughs) And um, so this girl would keep getting a new variation of the ketogenic diet every two or three months, right, um, yeah, and she would never end up fucking losing weight ever, me and her, her became like really good friends, she would never fucking lose weight, so we were doing the sports nutrition course class something together <clears throat> and i in it was it like it was a pretty long class it was 20 weeks at least maybe even not 24 so i did the 20 week class together and i ended up losing up and uh, i ended up uh, weird and and ended up losing and getting abs by the end of it and she didn't again there should be like thumbnails and pictures and so on and so forth on the side she didn't believe in the calories in calories out equation thing because he didn't believe in it because all of K11 fitness academy did not actually believe in calories in calories out they just believed in um, like, the quality of the calories versus, like, it was really weird, I don't even remember, but they did not understand, not understand, or they didn't, did not hold for the thermodynamics, the law of thermodynamics is did not hold in kl Fitness Academy, so that was really interesting, <clears throat> and to me, it was like, I don't care what kind of a diet you're doing, but how can you not be tracking how many calories you're eating, like, isn't that the most basic fucking thing ever, in fact, I remember, like, a really, really random, really random other uh, story as well before going to K-11 Fitness Academy, I'd obviously had this fat loss transformation diet already, right? Like I've already shown you. Then when I left K-11 <clears throat> and I eventually when I, I ended up going to um, fitness first or something, I had my first female client there and she, I put her on the ketogenic diet because I just come from K-11 and she was not losing weight. And I'm like, why is she not losing weight? I'm doing everything right. She's doing everything right. So on and so forth. And I just went on to, like the bodybuilding forums or something. I'm like, i've studied this much and i've done this and i've done this and i've done this why is this uh, person not losing weight <clears throat> even though her diet is completely ketogenic and i know that she's truthful about everything and so on and so forth and they're like bro you i don't care how much you studied but you you're literally not <clears throat> you, you, it's like you've completely skipped over the law of thermodynamics like and the law of thermodynamics does not give a shit of what your certifications are and what the ketogenic diet looks like or doesn't look like You still want to create a calorie deficit before you can actually lose any kind of weight whatsoever. And as soon as I made a fucking weight, uh, a calorie deficit for that girl, she started losing weight like this. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm spending weight. So even though I knew something, I got brainwashed into learning something else that was ineffective and wrong. And I completely forgot about the first thing that I actually knew about, um, because I think somehow I would do that for myself, but I wouldn't do it for the new clients or something. I don't know something like that. But that was like another interesting thing that it just came to my mind right now. (coughs) okay Uh, oh yeah so they didn't believe in the in the galactic question right which is fucking ridiculous because it's the law of thermodynamics it's not what religion you want to believe in and what and what picks your fancy and then you just pick and choose so yeah so now the interesting thing about here is me and her were both uh we were friends throughout the entire program <clears throat> and i was doing this thing and she would never listen to me about never understand what i'm doing she would never understand what the heck i'm doing she would not even try and understand what i was doing by the end of the 20 weeks i lost so much fat and, and, and i got like a completely ripped and stripped fucking six pack or eight pack completely natty of course and i showed her pictures and i showed everybody else pictures and everything and she was like oh my god what are you doing what are you doing i'm like the same thing that i told you from day one of week one which is like actually tracking my calories and my macros and going into a goddamn deficit and I still don't know I still don't remember if she actually followed me or not because I remember thinking that oh my god she's so thick-headed like it just doesn't make any sense like I still don't remember if she actually followed through with me after that or not so okay that's that and that's that guys uh, it's actually 1048 right now so I have a kickboxing class in maybe 12 minutes so I'm gonna head off at this point but there's Probably almost like fifty percent more left. So this is turning out to be a lot longer than I expected. <laughs> but this should be an amazing. Time. It should be amazing regardless. So maybe I might split this into two. Maybe I might not. I haven't actually decided at this point. But again, anyways, for now, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, again, the remaining stuff is going to be amazing. There are so many other characters, so many goddamn interesting characters in this story. You have to. You have to be. You have to listen. It's, especially if you're Indian and don't know anything about the Indian fitness industry and don't want to learn more about the Indian fitness industry like how ridiculous it is how amazingly funny it is how fucking hilarious it is stick stick with me I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about so many I, I'm gonna show you a video of Tiger Shoft, uh in the background when I'm lifting I'm gonna tell you about so many other cele- celebrities uh, celebrities and like so many other things again anyways hopefully uh you guys and girls enjoy this thank you so much for your time right now and I shall see you all next time And finally, if I can help you to create a training program in order for you to gain muscle and not fat, if I can help you to create a diet where you can optimize fat loss and not muscle loss... If I can help you to understand how essential a reverse diet is and set it up for you, or if you're using any SARMs or steroids or any PEDs and you need help with guidance and safety around those, or if you just need to understand what your blood tests actually mean, or if you're trying to navigate life and you wanna understand your psychology and other psychology and how can you be more productive and happier in your own life, please feel free to reach out to me. My Instagram and my email are both in the description box below as well as on the video in front of you right now. And finally, if you can help me out, If you know other people that need my help and advice and guidance, but they don't even know that I exist, just let them know about my existence. Finally, if you haven't already, then please help me out with the like, comment, share, subscribe, and I shall see you all next time. Peace.